Welcome to Rama for Today. I've come to find out that there are people that, that are a little lost. They're not looking for somebody else who's lost as well. Or someone else that doesn't know really where they're going. You know, may, maybe they're not lost, like meaning going to hell, but they're lost. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're unsure of their relationship with Jesus Christ. They're unsure of, of, of their right standing in Jesus. They're looking for someone that's going to show them some answers. To Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archive vault and chose Craig Hagan's teaching, Don't Be Stupid. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, here's Craig Hagan with today's message. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. And I'm actually going to minister on the prodigal son. And um, it's going to be unlike you've ever heard the prodigal son story before, because I've never heard it like I'm going to minister on it. I want to start with Luke 15, verse 1, because I want to get to the point of why Jesus was bringing up um, actually these three parables. Luke 15, 1, I'll read from the New King James Version. It says, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to, to them, saying, and he goes through a parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. And then he spoke the parable of, of the lost son. But it's interesting how Jesus was so awe-inspiring that even sinners came to hear him. And sinners came to um, sit with him and eat with him and be with him. And I don't think that sinners came to be with him because he was just like them. See, that's one thing that we have to understand. Sometimes people think, well, yeah, I'll go hang around, you know, the unpopular, or maybe, maybe they're the popular crowd. I'm not sure what they are. But anyway, some people who don't believe like us because, you know, I'm going to change them. But see, normally it's not, see, Jesus wasn't hanging around them. They were hanging around Jesus. There's a difference. See, there's a difference in going and hanging around other people but, you know, if you really have what it takes, people want to hang around you. And um, I'm just going to be honest. The reason why sinners don't really want to hang around some people is because they don't have it together. And I'm not saying we ever have it together, because we really all do, because we have Jesus Christ, and if we have Jesus, we have it together. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I, I've come to find out that there are people that, that are a little lost they're not looking for somebody else who's lost as well. Or someone else that doesn't know really where they're going. You know, may, maybe they're not lost, like meaning going to hell, but they're lost. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're unsure of their relationship with Jesus Christ. They're unsure of, of their right standing in Jesus. They're looking for someone that's going to show them some answers. Because if they want someone that didn't, was not going to show any answers, they'll just look to themselves. Because they don't have any answers. And the reason they came to Jesus was because Jesus had the answers. Was, well, is it because he was a good speaker? I don't really think it was because he was a good speaker. I think, I think there was really one reason that brought people to Jesus, and that was because of his love. You know, I, I think that Jesus was a person that, that had love and compassion and mercy on people regardless of where they have come from you know, what their background was, 
And, you know, it didn't really matter because as long as they were willing to hang out with Jesus, Jesus was, was willing to let them hang out. And that's one thing that you learn in, in youth ministry is that sometimes, you know, there's some kids, you're kind of wondering about them. But, you know, in fact, I've actually wondered sometimes when I was doing youth ministry um, was, was why do some of these kids even come to church? I mean, why do they come to my youth group? Because I know they're not living like that I'm preaching because I know how they're living. But they keep showing up. And they keep showing up. I, sometimes I wonder why they show up. Not because, you know, our youth group wasn't doing well. Not because the word wasn't good. I just knew that they, it didn't seem to be having any effect on them. But see, we don't realize sometimes, you know, Sometimes we plant, sometimes we water, and sometimes we get to see the increase. You know, when I, I had a, a, a person years later um, talk to me and, and, you know, about some time whenever he was in, in the youth ministry, you know, how, I mean, I didn't even think this guy listened to one sermon I ever, I ever preached because he sure didn't act like it. But he thanked me years later for, for the words that we put into him. And although at the time... He didn't heed those words, but there came a time that he, he was able to remember the words that were spoken, and it changed his life. Now, you know, a lot of times, too, you know, words are spoken, but they don't change your life at that time. But see, too many people are too busy worrying about what happens instantaneously. And they get frustrated because things don't change instantaneously. And because they get frustrated, they lose whatever they were going to get because, see, this guy kept holding on to, to the word. Because the word would never return void, but you have to hold on to the word. You have to know the word. But I want to get to the parable of um, the prodigal son. And um, I'm going to start reading with verse number 11. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and read the whole um, story, and then we'll, we'll dissect. Because there's many, many sermons and many different um, things in here that, that um, you know, and that's this thing about, that I really get frustrated when it comes to ministers and, and Bible stories is because we, we read a story, we clap, that was a good story, praise the Lord, and we go on and think, okay, the, the son got you know, back to the Lord and, and the other son got scolded because he deserved it. Not because he really didn't deserve it, but, but you know, and it all, it's all good. But what, what did that really do for you? What, did that really help you? Did it not help you? Did you, did you feel better after hearing that story? And a lot of times, the answer is really no, because you didn't understand it. Because, you know, a lot of the story has to do with the audience Jesus was speaking to. They understood the story better than you're going to understand the story. Number one, maybe because you don't have a father that has a big inheritance to give you. So that might start out with a, a big theme. Anyway, the, the parable of the lost son, verse 11, Luke chapter 15, it says, Then he said, Jesus talking, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered it all together and journeyed to a far country. And there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. All right. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. 
And he would gladly have filled the stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring um, on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf um, here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they begin to be merry. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what things, um, what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because um, he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who had devoured your livelihood with harlots or prostitutes. Um, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. So um, obviously we understand in a portion of the story how, how you know this young man spent all his, his fortune that he had and found himself in the middle of a pig's den and decided, you know what? My servants have it better than me, or my dad's servants have it better than I have it. So if, if I'm going to have to work for somebody, I don't want to work for this guy and, you know, barely be able to feed myself. I'd rather go back home. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth W. Hagen two-CD set entitled Winning the War of Words. Next is Kenneth E. Hagen's four-CD set, Knowing God as Your Father. The last item is Lynette Hagen's slimline book, God's Peace, all for the price of $40. Call toll-free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. 
right now. Let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Guess what is happening in July? Camp meeting, 50 it's, years. We're celebrating 50 years of having camp meeting, July 24th through the 20, 29th, right here on the Rama USA campus. The yes. registration is free. Go to rama.org yes. and you can find out how to register right there, you know. In fact, you know, you can go to rhema.org and find out everything about yes. us. Now, yes. we can go to the, at the camp meeting, we're going to have the children's ministry. Yes. And we're going to have... Youth ministry. Youth ministry. Yes. The summer blitz, they call it, mm -hmm. from the 6th through the 12th grade. Yes. And uh, so, hey, it's a time for the whole family because that's what camp meeting was all about. Yes. I, I grew up going to camp meetings with my dad. As a kid, we would go to the camp meetings. And back then, they were under a tent with sawdust. That's and it right. was hot as everything. Yes. Because there was no air conditioning. And yes. under that tent, it was it was pretty warm down in Texas, I can tell you that. That's because, telling our age, honey. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Actually, 50 years ago, when dad started camp meeting, he said, we're going to have a indoor camp meeting with air conditioning. with air conditioning <laughs> i remember him saying that yes and so we're still there it is going to be a great time you're going to want to be here yes. uh, i mean we're planning so many extra things that uh, in fact uh, we're working, we, we, we believe that we're, uh, we're going to be able to have enough of the Rama singers and band to come back and yes. do some singing. Yes. Uh, David Ingalls that used to, that sang at camp meeting, travel with dad, is going to be there. It is just going to be fantastic. So you need to come and be at the camp meeting. Uh, our guest speakers, of course. We're going to have a lot of them. We are yes. going to have a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Craig Hagan will continue his message, Don't Be Stupid. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.